Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Our Weird Life. My name is Jack. My name's Jodie. Welcome back to the podcast, people. Um, I can't help but like I have this urge to laugh every time I hear that intro. I know. <laughs> it just kills me, I don't know why. I think um, that you, Im- you imagine yourself singing it. <laughs> That's exactly it. Because when I first heard it, I was like, did you, sing- did you record that, Jack? Like, did you sing that? Can you imagine me sat here going... Yeah, I can. That's the funny thing. Yeah, I can. Because you often do that, like, hello, or something, some silly voice like that. Yeah, that was just or something. I totally wouldn't put that past you. Yeah, that's true. Um, That is your favourite movie. It is indeed. I I had an urge the other day to watch it again because it felt, you know, every now and again, your favourite film, you feel like it comes around. Yeah. Like it's time to watch that particular movie i know what you mean um i feel like it is a it's like a summer summer holidays movie yeah you, yeah i think you're right actually because a lot of that film is set presume well it does go to christmas a little bit but most of it is in very sunny san francisco but i feel like it's like after school the school's ended september yeah kind of you know mm. like six weeks holiday you'd run in from playing outside yeah you smell of the sun and you'd you'd you put that movie on. Yeah, you're right. It's definitely that kind of... It's that vibe movie, isn't it? Yeah, I um, think so anyway. So obviously for Christmas time, you would put and on... a Christmas movie, yeah. The Grinch, wouldn't you? Me, That's, yeah. That would be your... Do you have like a spring one, seeing as we're, we're coming um, into spring? A spring movie? Yeah. What I don't know. I, I My favourite film is Big Fish. And I feel it's like that's more of a spring movie because of the daffodil scene. That's true. It's like daffodils are my favourite flower and Mm. they start to spring around this time. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like that movie is like suited to now. No, I think you're right. That would be very appropriate for that kind of time, wouldn't it really? Or is there like an Easter film? Um, Easter. There's no films with the Easter bunny in, is there? I don't think so. Like, I mean, there are obviously some somewhere, but I mean like... Really popular. Not that I'm aware of. I suppose uh, they did like a, they did like Peter Rabbit th- or something, didn't they? Like yeah, a, that'd be cute. Maybe. Yeah. Um, how about for autumn? What matches autumn well? Ooh, autumn. Something with rain in it, like Bambi. Yeah, that's a good autumn. Something with very foresty, mm. you mean? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Kind of chilly. And then winter is like the snowman or something like that. Mm. Kind of yeah, nice, actually. If you think about it. Yeah, it is. There's a there's a film appropriate for every kind of season. I was um, looking at the Studio Ghibli films earlier, mm. and I was thinking about that whether they because the seasons are very prominent in Japan. Yeah. So I was wondering when those movies were set because I can't recall a specific scene. I know, like in My Neighbor Totoro, they're like it's raining, so I'd say that was set in the summer. Yeah, like there's a whole there's a whole rainy season period, isn't there? Where there's a whole month and it just rains every single day. Mm. It's probably during that particular time, but um, but it's not rainy throughout the whole film. There's no. just this one scene when they're waiting for the bus. Yeah, I so think they cute. use a lot of you know a lot of Japanese pop culture stuff. Water in particular is very symbolic. Yeah, in a lot of stuff they do. I think it's probably a connection to things. They see it as like something that's divine or. You know, mm. I guess that's the case with water all over the place, isn't it? Water is like literally the thing that keeps people alive. It's true, actually, you saying that because I'm thinking of 
um, Spirited Away is mm. all about the bathhouse. And then there's that river and the bridge. Um, and and there's a lot of water in that. And then the... Oh, yeah, and she doesn't she have a train, like, across the water? I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. And there's, then there's the rain and There's definitely a lot of watery scenes. Mm. And the one we watched the other day, Princess... Oh, man, no, okay. Yeah, that one. Um, there was a lot of water in that, too. Yeah. I think... Um, it's weird. They do include it. And also, you if you watch any um, Japanese uh, anime, mm. they always have these scenes of people being in just, like, terrible rainstorms, and it just yeah. seems to happen a lot. You know? Well, they do they do have it here, I guess, don't they? Why, why is <laughs> they running... They do have water here. <laughs> they do have the water. Why is water associated so much with... Why is it so calming? Do you think it is calming? I think it's well. It's a. It's too extreme, isn't it? Water yeah. can be extremely violent and terrible, but it can also be the most like, you know, you go and stand next to. You can't hear that. I can hear that clearly. Can you? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> You're in the podcast. I just did a big yawn because you're talking about how tranquil water is. It made me yawn. <laughs> how dare like, you? Oh, I felt really relaxed. So, like, around our house, we've got a, a flowing... I can't call it a river, can you? It's <laughs> a little stream. It's a water, water channel. Yeah. Let's put it that way. And I think that is the most relaxing sound ever. I know. At night. Yeah. I always thought it would bother me, but... No, it's the opposite, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of, it helps you go to sleep. Mm. Um, but but why, is, why is the sound of water like that? Why can it be so relaxing? Well, you know, just you get, know. like, a little... The sound of bubbling water, like... Mm. well when I stayed in a house before just for like one or two nights and there was a there was a whole bunch of people in the house and you know me like the tiniest sound I'll wake up Mm. so it was driving me crazy like hearing all the noises and the chatting and the banging and the music and whatever whatever so I had to put in my ears I was like I have to find something relaxing to listen to and the the thing that I found was rain. Oh, rain, yeah. I listened to rain, like, really loud to, like, drown out everybody. But it it worked. I fell asleep listening to the rain, which is so funny because I think now, I think about it now, I think, oh, that's probably because of that waterfall thing behind our house. Yeah, most probably. But do you think there was, do you think there's something, like, primitive in it? You know, say, like, our ancestors of thousands and thousands of years ago, they would have to take shelter from the rain because they would have like way less protection from it um, they'd have to go like into caves or something just like that fall asleep they would fall asleep listen to the sound of rain or I they would be closer to nature than um, than we most people are now you know? yeah I think that it's just quite I think it's quite cosy like usually when it's raining you're indoors mm. and it tends to be a little cooler so you've probably got some layers on and you just probably generally feel more sleepy anyway Maybe. So maybe like the connection of the sound of the rain and the way you're feeling has just sort of synergized. Yeah, I think it's got something to do with filling the space. The sound of it fills space. What like, do you mean? You know when there's no sound. Oh, like silence. That can be sort of equally as calming as it is annoying. Unner- yeah, or, yeah, or unnerving. You know, like it's kind mm. of like oh, I can't hear anything. Like how That's often do, can you think of when you don't hear anything? 
it just it when happens it so infrequently when okay it when it snows, snows yeah maybe oh, it happens it then but like okay. even still you hear like little things but just imagine if sound just goes vroom, down to nothing yeah that's um quite disturbing but the sound of water let's say when you're sleeping or, or rain or something like that Feels i think it, it makes it feel like there's it's like another presence mm. but it's a calm one or it's a natural one it's something that's very peaceful that's true it makes you focus on that instead of all the, instead like, of the void and, void of yeah. silence or yeah like unusual sounds yeah like, everyone's familiar with the sound of water too it's like you know if you hear a um i don't know you hear rain no one goes what the hell is that? Is that a dragon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no one says rain. that anyway. It's, it's rain. Yeah. It's very familiar. It, that's funny, actually, because um, I love the autumn. Mm. But I noticed I have the most sleepless nights in the autumn because the leaves have fallen, like just after, you know, when the leaves have fallen, yeah. and they're really crunchy and dry. Down by our hat, by our window, they're... I don't know what the animals do down there, but they are so noisy, like rustling around the leaves. And and I've I've realised recently that I have the most sleepless nights in the autumn. That's interesting. Yeah. That kind of that makes sense, though. Because, yeah, you do get so many animals that are running backwards and forwards. Because mm. where, our, where our bed is, it, I, think, I would say it's like the closest side of the house to where all the nature probably is <laughs> mm. <laughs> like things running between trees and yeah like the road is on the other side of the house yeah so that makes sense as as the the autumn would be uh the most sleepless time and it's funny because when it snows we can see all the nature that's around our house yeah and um a few weeks ago it had snowed quite heavily overnight and i just saw this like little, little footprints so i like followed them around our house and Jack was like, oh, come on, <laughs> get in the car, <laughs> like we needed car. to go. And I was like, let me just see where these go, these little footprints. And they just literally went in a circle around our house and then back to the original, where it was, where yeah. it came from, like this little hole. I don't know if it was like a rabbit or a mouse or something. Yeah. I think it was a mouse, but I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> like we can now see all these little footprints. And the other day at school, I looked out the window and there was like a big mummy monkey and a little baby monkey. Aww. It was so cute. But, like, the baby monkey was, like, running off to go look and explore and stuff. And the mum was just sitting there with, like, her arms crossed. <laughs> like, literally sitting on, a, sitting on a butt, like, oh, come on. <laughs> and the baby was like, oh, look at this, look at this, like, running around excited. I think I said this really to you the, the other day, but seeing wild monkeys around and about, I just don't imagine that will ever be feel no. normal. Like, we just don't get to see that back home. Mm. It, it feels so weird. I feel like I'm, it's kind of sad to say, but I feel like I'm, I'm watching some wildlife safari park thing from yeah. a distance. And it's funny you say that too, because like we had some visitors come over. I won't name said visitor in case they don't want to be named, but mm. um, this certain visitor, <laughs> we were like driving down from the mountains. We were really, really high up. Yeah. And, we were just driving and a whole pack of monkeys came past, like a whole family, like 30 monkeys were like going through the trees. And this person got out the car and like ran like really close to them to take pictures. And I was like, you're not in a zoo. Like get back in. Like you wouldn't do that in a zoo, would you? You wouldn't jump out of the car, like in a safari, I mean. No, like I you mean, wouldn't well, jump out of the car to take pictures of the monkeys. That's dangerous. They tell you not to do that. Yeah. Yeah, in the wild, it's even worse because <laughs> so, they're not used to monkeys. seeing you. 
So why would you? You wouldn't do that in a zoo. No, it's true. It, it's it's really it's uh, so crazy. It's strange to see though. I, I was like, the, "Are you crazy? Get in the car!" Like that whole pack of monkeys would just could just grab you. Well, they're they're notoriously aggressive, aren't and they? And they're about this big, right? They're what's that? Like three foot, four yeah. foot, something like that. Not so three, four foot. Three foot. So two sorry, and a half. Two, yeah. yeah, something. Um, so imagine thirty of those running at you, and they've all got babies and stuff like that. I was like, "Get in the car! Like you are insane chasing after the monkey." Well, they'd, they'd be like extremely territorial that time too, wouldn't they? Yeah, but it kind of. It kind of makes sense because in the UK, we're not used to seeing animals that would really hurt us. Well, no, I mean, what do you see? What do we see? You see domesticated animals, dogs and cats, but dogs are on leads like, and you, cats are... You wouldn't, like, you wouldn't go near a fox. But, but fo- if you a fox wouldn't one, go near you. No. It would run away. What would we see? A hedgehog. If you saw a bunch of hedgehogs, you yeah. might get out of the car and take a picture, but... We just don't, we don't have, like, roaming wolves, do we? Or, <laughs> do you no. mean, things that would even come anywhere near or We certainly don't have bears. Maybe we're kind of, like, you know, dehumanised to it. Maybe. Is that the right word? To, like... Desen- desensitised, not dehumanised. Yeah, yeah desensitised. Maybe it's the opposite of desensitised, because, um... Oh, sorry, you mean desensitised to seeing, like, natural stuff like that roaming around? Or like, aggressive stuff roaming around? Like, we wouldn't hesitate to get out of the car... No, ...to yeah. see some wildlife in the UK. That's right, yeah. But in Japan... So like, you got to, like, like oh, yeah, let's think just about jump it out of the car. More. But I was like, no, they would actually hurt you. Yeah. Like, be careful. I remember the one time... a rogue monkey. Or, like, if one of them, you know, is fearful of you, they're not... Yeah. You know, they've got babies, they're not going to not attack you. No, it's true. Or, like, a bear or something... Yeah, you know when. Um, Can be careful. Was it last year or the year before? I forget now. Time just goes so fast. Um, every now and again, you would go to Tokyo mm. to do work, and I would take you to the station. And usually <laughs> on the way back, and what it was always the way back, but there's a rail. The rail tracks are passing like on the, the right hand side of me as I'm driving, and I would always see about. 20 plus monkeys the whole so like funny. cohort of them just making their way along the edges of the of the train tracks and like scaling the you know with the a lot of the mountains have got um protection on from landslides and stuff mm. they would be just like scaling those so funny. <laughs> the little spiders i think that was because of the time that you dropped me off yeah, it was a very particular time that they would... Because I'd always would, get the same train yeah, or something. They would always appear at that time, whether that's because there was food around or... They probably know the train schedule, though, because it doesn't be. change, does it? That's very true. So they're yeah. like, oh, we can walk on the tracks until ten past eight and yeah. then... Uh... But you, you could count on it like clockwork, <laughs> like, yeah. just like Japanese trains. Mm. Yeah, that's funny, though, to see. Um, yeah, that will never not be... That will never not be weird. But I'm actually really looking forward to seeing them again because <laughs> I haven't seen one this year so far. That was the first one I'd seen. Yeah. The little baby. Oh, the I little remember baby. last year, you know, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but I was thinking ahead to what, like, went warmer months. Uh, I was driving along the road and the car ahead of me hit a snake in, in oh. as it was going. Yeah. And it was it was the weirdest thing ever because as it hit the snake... Suddenly, I could then see it in the middle of the road, but it was like it was spinning round and round and round. It was doing these huge spirals mm. in the middle of the road. It was really unsettling. <laughs> Did you hit it after? I 
You try and avoid it. No, no, it. It, so it coiled, like, out of my, just out of my path. Mm. But, um, maybe that's how it moves fast. It just whips itself up into a little... Into a spiral. Or maybe, spiral. like, just the the force from the car did that to it. That's what I was imagining, but it was just weird. Like, this, this literally, it looked like a flying snake. It just appeared out of, well, out of nowhere. You know, if you see, like, you know, on a movie or something, someone, like gets hit by a car or something mm. they like it's always really unsettling that part because like their legs go in the air and yeah like their body takes a weird shape what so maybe mean? it's the same with a snake but a snake's like long <laughs> <laughs> long and spirally <laughs> yeah so it does like you're probably right actually it's seeing something taken out of its own control mm. yeah that's a little it, uh, it's probably also yeah. like it's probably in shock itself and is trying to protect itself, so it, like, coils hmm. or something, like, tenses. I suppose so. I you don't know. You see tons of, tons, I can't speak today, tons of um, badgers and roadkill on, in Japan, have you noticed? Have she around here? Badgers? I don't know if I've had badgers in Like, tanuki. Things, oh, tanuki. You know. uh, yeah. see them all over the place? Uh, I, I think, think you do, but I felt like I saw more. In the in the UK, really? in the UK, yeah, like in the country that ends. Maybe I've just forgotten. I just I was just thinking because you know there's always loads of trucks and stuff that are passing through the night. I just think there's a lot of them getting mm. struck struck off. Kind of. I think the tanukis are easy to hit. Mm. I suppose. I think they're quite slow. I wonder how intelligent they are. I don't know. I think they're quite sneaky. Like raccoons tend to be quite. They've got to be more intelligent than a sheep, though, you'd imagine. What's that right? noise? Well. I don't know, I thought I heard something. Do you have something you want to talk about, Jack? Yeah, I said tanukis, they've got to be more intelligent than sheep, you would imagine. Oh, is that you, Segway? I'm well, sorry, I missed that. Yeah, it's all right, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Segway destroyed. I'm like, do you want to talk about something, Jack? You're like, yeah, I was just about to segue <laughs> just into it. said it. And you just ruined it. Um... <laughs> So, a wild Australian sheep by the name of Barak was found by someone walking through the forest and it was absolutely smothered. Oh, I've seen it. In war. Have you seen it? I've already seen it, yeah. <laughs> so, here, go ahead. here it is. Here's Barak. I didn't know it was in Australia, though. 78 pounds of wool. That yeah. is so much. Can you imagine? Having this, the equivalent amount of hair mm. on your body, it was 78 pounds worth, and you're just dragging it along. I like, know. I wonder if how much the sheep weighs. Well, like a, without the hair, like I wonder, I wonder if it's like equivalent of carrying one of itself or two of itself. Well, it says it, I, I kind of like how they've, they've used a kangaroo, kangaroo is equivalent to be able to like figure out how heavy it is. <laughs> That's so Australian, so Australian. <laughs> How heavy is it compared to a kangaroo? I can get my head around it like that. <laughs> so he says, um, Barak uh, was found by rescuers and has yielded a fleece weighing more than 78 pounds. Nearly half the weight of an adult kangaroo. Nearly oh, half the weight. I thought you were going to say like two kangaroos. I don't really know how big a kangaroo is, to be honest. Well, if you think of wool, just like a little bit of wool, that's pretty light, isn't it? So seven, like half a kangaroo's worth of wool. That's quite a lot of... Uh, that's a lot of wool. A lot of I weight. don't know, though, because how big's a kangaroo? Do they stand taller than a human? I think they stand about as tall. 
The only kangaroos, kangaroos I've seen are like little ones. Oh, no, fully grown ones. I think they're... Like a different breed. I saw were, like a would... mini, mini breed. Oh, kangaroos. okay. Yeah, I think the big ones would stand like... That's kind head, of scary. Head to head with you, face to face with you. Like five foot. Kangaroos something. are mad. They're really dangerous too. They're like, they're, they're kicks and stuff. You know how they give birth? Yeah. I've told you this so many times. It's but a, and it's horrible too. <laughs> it's just so weird. Like, if you've never seen a kangaroo give birth, just go and type it in now and thank me later. Go and type it in on YouTube. Kangaroo gives birth. Don't eat at the same time. It's not that bad. It's it's not the giving birth that's the problem. It's, just it's the weird. bit after. It's just weird. Like, so if you don't know, it, it gives birth to this tiny, like, little minuscule, I think it's like three millimetres long. It's very small. It might be three centimetres. I say three centimetres. could be three inches, actually. Go and watch it and tell me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. It is tiny. Um, but it's like this little fetus, and it crawls up from the area <laughs> the private area i'm so childish <laughs> it crawls on the outside yeah. of the kangaroo crawls up the fur and then until it reaches the pouch and then it crawls into the pouch and finds like the singular i think there's like one teat in there mm. finds that and just waits and just stays in there until it's grown until it's grown like nine months and then i think it was something like two years after or three years after the joey will still keep going back into the pouch. Is that where it has to, like, stop it from trying to do it? Because the, the mother's like, no, you're too old now, you need to I don't know, but it's, get it out. just keep, keeps crawling in there. But what, like, this just blows my mind that this little fetus that doesn't even have a brain or just has, like, the tiniest little brain, yeah. how the heck does it know, right, I'm out now, I'm going to go up? I don't know. How does it know to go up? Do you think it's, like, the warmth of the sun or something? Like, they go down, it's like, oh, it's colder down now, I'll go up. Like, how do they know to go up? How do they know? How do they know? It's, like, just a little thing. I, I wish I knew, because I, I've often wondered this about things like... What you, like all ants. Animals. How yeah, do ants, ants know how what to... What the heck? What the heck is, like, a, so they work the on heck? the basis. What the heck is, <laughs> is it all about? Um, so they have, like, that hive mind thing, don't they? Where mm. they all just know. Like a bee. They've all got a role. Mm. They're like, I am the soldier ant, so I stand at the at the doorway of the burrow thingy and I protect the doorway. Or I'm the little carrier ant and I pick up the mud and I take it to the, the queen or whatever. I carry the eggs, you know. They've all got like little designated yeah. rods and they know what it is. It's not like, I mean, do they communicate? Yeah, they do. What, in vibrations or something? Yeah, something like that they do. That's weird. Or different, maybe different breeds don't, but... It's weird to think about animal speaking languages. I know, I just think they're like, all right, Bill, bring that, bring that bit of egg over here. <laughs> yeah. You're going the wrong way, pal. Can't you see the path? I've been waiting for you for two hours. Where you been? <laughs> so just, ants getting fired. <laughs> Take this leaf, put it in the nest. You have been late five days in a row. <laughs> you have lost at least three eggs. <laughs> Um, sorry, back to back to what you were initially saying. Uh, that instinct that they have, I just don't know. It's totally like, totally mind blowing. I guess there's, I guess there are biological things going on where they, yeah, they feel heat or they feel like that would be my guess. They're cold and they're like, oh, crawl to the, <laughs> go like up, to crawl to the up sun. is up is warmth. 
but to actually like carry on and get in the pouch. Well, like, how do they even look? Like, can they smell the milk? Do they even have nostrils? Oh, at that point, who knows? Just go and Google it. That's all I'm saying. Type it in YouTube. Kangaroo gives birth. Come back to me with your initial response. It's weird, man. I'd be interested to know. Just imagine if... The first time I saw that, I just sat there with my mouth wide open. Yeah. Like, how does this even exist? I think I, I think I was why pulling a weird everyone, expression. Why isn't like, everyone talking about this? Yeah. <laughs> it's phenomenal. <laughs> it just, like, do you think, like, I don't even, I can't, I don't know how. Just imagine if humans yeah, had just, pouches. It just crawled out So as a little tiny baby fetus and then you had to, like, pop it birth, back in your belly button. Out, out <laughs> comes the baby and, or fetus, should we say, and it just, like, crawls. <laughs> uh. Like... Like a human ladder up to the pouch, the human pouch, which has now appeared hypothetically, and just stays in the pouch. How does the kangaroo mum even see it? It's so small. Well, just imagine if it, like, it scratches its belly and, like, (laughs) wipes the thing away and it's gone. Damn, Like, Papa kangaroo (laughs) comes bouncing over, like, bangs into her. She's like, oh, oh, my fetus was crawling. I've dropped my fetus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it just flings off. <laughs> my fetus! You bloody fools dropped me fetus. And the fetus is like, mommy. It's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. flying across the air. Oh, God. That's a horrible thought. Why do we even know? I know. Back to the sheep, Jack. Back, Back to, to the, the sheep. sheep. Anyway, yeah, so Barak had a lot of uh, had a lot of unsheared wool on it. But it has been sheared now, thankfully, and it's been saved. It's poor little... Poor little legs. So I heard that this sheep likes to run away a lot, and that that's what happened. It ran away and like lived in the forest. Yeah, apparently it was a, a runaway, a rogue, a rogue sheep. But it, it got me thinking. It got me thinking too. But go on, tell me what you thought. So this thing is covered in wool, mm-hmm. and as as we know, sheep need to be sheared, like on a regular basis, to keep them. Fresh and light. Fresh. <laughs> As little clouds they are. Um, what happened before sheep were sheared? Okay, so I had the same question, right? And and I read on... I don't know if it was on the article or the video, and it said, basically, we've bred sheep over time hmm. to, to the point where they now need to be sheared, but they never used to need to be sheared. So... That's as simple as that. They've just sort of... It's so like being a, domesticated has like mutant, bred into them a mutant the, sheep. Like, so farmers would get wool off wild sheep, let's say. Mm. They've evolved now to need to be sheared. Isn't that weird? That's really weird. So if there's like a wild sheep, no, Jack, they don't all look like that. I know what you're thinking because mm. I thought the same thing. I was like, well, d- is there just no wild sheep then? Or is there like thousands of these <laughs> sheep with like... Just bolder sheep. Just balls of fur walking around. I'm just imagining, let's say, I mean, people have been farming for, let's say, thousands and that, like mm-hmm. it's been a long time. Um, and I guess wool and stuff has been used for that. But bef- there's always a before, right? There's always a, a before that Well, it time. just remolted like a dog. But... Exactly, but I was just imagining these big, like, masses, <laughs> like these big wagon wheels that would just roll around because they were so covered in wool. Wagon wheel <laughs> Like, shear me! <laughs> 
what will I do until the event invention of shears? I'll just keep rolling around the field until somebody decides to cut my hair. Yeah, or they use like friction and they just like keep rolling around on the spot yeah. to try and um, try and wear down the wall. Yeah, that was just a pretty funny, uh, funny image in my head. I was just like, "What happened before <laughs> the shears were invented?" I thought exactly the same thing. I was like, "Wow, it's a pretty good job that farmers cut them, then, isn't it?" Otherwise, they'd all be walking around <laughs> like that. <laughs> how did any survive ever? That's what I was thinking. And how did he survive? Well, he, he that's what I was thinking. Like, how long must he be? He been out there? Must be a long time. And also, did no one see him, or did they just couldn't catch him? Because how slow does he walk, literally? Well, he was found by people just randomly walking around, and they saw this just this mass of of wool, mm. like tottering along. Yeah. Um, My uh, lady I knew, she had a dog that had like dreadlocks. Dreadlocks. Yeah, you know, like what's that dog from that the Magic Roundabout? Yeah. It was like that, but it was black. Okay. And and I don't know if she just never brushed it or never, I don't know, or that was just the breed, I'm not sure. But it literally had, like, these dreadlocks. And I kept thinking it was a rug. <laughs> you know, like those fluffy rugs that have, like, the little spirally... Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, it was like that. And, and I, like, at the time, I kept, like, I kept bumping into the dog because I was like, oh, my God, I thought it was a rug. Mm. I just kept forgetting because it was black as well, so it just blended into like the floor, the carpet. Nitro, you've got there. <laughs> what do you think about animal, um, like, I suppose dogs fall prey to it most often? You know, for being stylized and, um, uh, what do you call it? Like, <laughs> what's the word? <laughs> Groomed and. Um, like, pampered. Yeah, like what, do, what, what do you think of pampered dogs, let's say? Um, I don't know really. So I had I had a Westie growing up, and I wanted so badly to dye him pink, so badly. <laughs> so, but I used to I used to dye my hair like all different colours, mm. and I used to brush it through my hair, and often I'd get a big clump of it and it would fall. Okay. And I would tell you probably at least ten times when I was dyeing my hair, a splodge would fall on the dog. Because I just wouldn't see him. He'd just always like be behind me or like around, and I just forget he was there. Right. And one time he had one big pink splodge on top of his head, and it was so cute. And I was like, "Mom, can I dye him, or can I give him like pink whiskers or like a pink mustache?" But oh, that would have been pretty cute. Yeah, but Mom was like, "No, that's cruel." Like, so it depends, I guess. Like, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's like fun, and if it's not harming the animal, and like you know. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but sometimes when I see them in like push chairs, like here in Japan, yeah. oh my god, they do it all the time. There's like a little place by us, um, and it's like the whole area is for dogs, isn't it? Like they have like these, they have like bougie shops. Like this yeah, whole like area is like real high end dog. I say near us, it's like you know an hour, hour and a half or something away. Dogs High Street. Yeah, it's like, so it's like a retail park or something, mm. um, but, like, they have, like, posh shops there, don't they? Like, high-end stores, like, designer stores. And then they also have designer dog stores, like, and and then and the people that go there with their dogs. They some always, real characters. <laughs> yeah, they always <laughs> have them in the, these push chairs. Yeah. And they've always got some stupid little outfit on and, like... 
And the dog's like panting away and like I think that's a bit cruel. And like why is it in a push chair? That's what I, I mean. I just don't understand that that really personally. If it mm. makes you happy and there's no harm coming to the dog, I think it's fine. I don't I personally agree. Un- agree. understand like it because I I wouldn't do that, but like a dog is a dog to me. But I think some people see dogs as like their children. Yeah. And I understand that That's too. That, there's nothing wrong with that. I totally get that too. Because yeah. like they have their own little personalities and like mm. they are. And they're very a they're creature. very loving animals, aren't they? You know, they're yeah. um, they are quite literally humans' best friend. Yeah, but the <laughs> this push chair thing, like that is it's very popular in Japan. It's just, quite yeah. funny though. I just don't I don't know how to I think it, it breaks a boundary for me somewhere between like this is where a child goes and this is where an animal goes and it's oh, <laughs> almost dribbled my coffee. The tea everywhere. No, I did actually. Can you come ask me a tissue? Oh no. Dribbling. Um I don't yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with like pampering your pets, spoiling your pets, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like let's say for example, the other day and I've, I've seen her twice now. This old woman. <laughs> this old Sounds woman. Sounds like you're the vendetta then. Yeah. I've seen her twice. I've seen her twice now. Um, twice this old too woman many. walks her dog, and it's a, it's a small to medium-sized dog. I'm not mm. quite sure what the, the breed is. And she walks it along the road and gets to the crossing and proceeds to pick the dog up <laughs> and walk with the dog under her arm over the crossing, and then puts the dog back down and continues to walk. I've got something to say about this. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> well, come on. I've got a couple of things to say. One, maybe her dog was hit by a car on the crossing. Yes. Maybe. Mm. Maybe she's traumatised. Mm. But two, more importantly, some dogs don't walk on certain things. They just don't. Like, from experience of having a dog... You should probably know this too. I don't know if your dog did this. My dog would lie down and just be like, no, I'm not going there. And I, cu- I couldn't see any reason why the dog wouldn't do that. Yeah, just like a I'm pure like, refusal, uh, refusal to go anywhere. Yeah, I'm like, why? This is, it's just, like, why won't you cross the road? Like, no. Like, they're just, <sighs> and they're so strong, like, and you can't pull their neck or whatever. So you just like, I'll just pick you up then and carry you across this thing. Hmm. My dog would do it all the time. In fact, there was a specific street that my dog wouldn't go down and it was like right next to our home. But I always had to walk the long way around home because I could not get him to go down this, this particular street and I couldn't carry him all the way down there. He'd just be like, no. And I was like, oh God, not this again. <laughs> or like, you know, when they're smelling something and you like you like walk in there and they just, they're so strong. I was going to say actually. I, from I had a little dog and they're so strong. From remembering walking my dog, sometimes he would just fix on a tree and like <laughs> dunk his nose down into the thing and then put his feet right down. He's like, yeah, he's like and grounded. Then you start like, you start edging the lead away from them. They're like, no. Yeah, their head is there. Yeah. They're not moving. And like you say, you can't, you can't just like yank them away, can you? No. So I reckon either. Desperate situation. Her dog doesn't want to walk across, or he walks very slow, or maybe he's like smells something or mm. gets distracted. So uh, it becomes like a danger in the road. That's not a pamper thing, but in my opinion. I mean, he's got a little coat. <laughs> I don't think that's a pamper thing. I think it was the look of the dog that gave it that sort of like it's one of those kind Wouldn't of. Wouldn't she dogs. like carry it everywhere? Uh, maybe. 
There was a lady that used to come in my shop with a chihuahua. Hmm. Oh, my God, the cutest dog. Like, it was, like, it was, like, long-haired. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, a caramel and then, like, a chocolate brown. It literally looked like a, you know, like, when you when you break open a caramel bar. Yeah. And, like, the milk chocolate on the outside, the caramel on the inside. It looked like that. Oh, it's so cute. It had these, like, little <laughs> brown, like, eyebrows. And I wouldn't touch it because I kind of know what chihuahuas are like. They're extremely territorial. Mm. But she would tell me, like, oh, don't touch him, like, you know. And she, and even though she's not allowed to bring dogs into the into the place, she'd still do it anyway because, you know. And she'd have it here, like, on her hip. But then one day, well, I, this happened every time she came in because it was a cute dog, but everyone wanted to touch it. And this one person just came from, like, behind. Like, so the dog didn't see the person and yeah. they were, like, behind her. And they were like, oh. I went to strike and the dog was like, nah, 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 nah. like literally like that. I was like, geez, like so protective. But that kind of thing I don't like. I'm like, you're not allowed, you know, you're not allowed to bring the dog in here. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of pushing the, that's pushing the envelope a little bit. Yeah, but I guess if she thinks it's going to attack a child outside, she'd rather bring it in with her. I suppose so. Or it might get, it might get stolen or something, you know. Mm. I guess those. Do you reckon they're very valuable? Those things, those really small dogs. Yeah. More so Especially than like that a big, one was really pretty pedigree dog. Yeah. Well, it depends. I think it depends on the dog. Because they're like very. They can be, especially now, they're very designery, aren't they? Mm, like that, the French bulldog. They're very popular at the moment. Yeah, they can't breathe though. It really bothers me that does. They, they have real trouble with their like respiratory system because their noses are closed off. Mm. And I just. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel good about that. Yeah, but you know, not that not that my my care for that would stop anything either way. Mm. But um, but I think that you know, dog lovers are tend to they just really do love their animal and they'll do anything for uh, them. The vast majority of um, just pet owners in general, they they look after their animals, don't they? I suppose, but dogs especially. There's something about a dog, isn't it? It's just so like they're so loving, mm. and you can walk out of a room and back in the room, and they're like, "Oh my god, you're back! Where'd you go?" Yeah, <laughs> just so excited constantly about it. Mm. Isn't it weird though that there's literally like dog people and cat people? Yeah, it's peculiar, isn't it? I've I've never been a cat person. Me neither, but cats have always been my person, a me person. I'm drawn to you. Yeah. Mm. I like, I say I've never been a cat person. I, it's not that I dislike cats. Because every now and again you get some really, really nice ones, but they're, they're few and far between. Like the majority of them are extremely independent. They just don't want they don't want anything to do with what you're doing. Mm. Um, you know what as well? I don't, like their, I don't like the smell of their food. No, and their poo. Oh, oh. my God. Yeah. It reeks, oh, doesn't it? Oh, my God. Not that dog poo doesn't smell, but dog poo is generally outside. Yeah. But cat poo with the litter tray, no. No, I couldn't cope with that. Like, I had to <laughs> I had to look after my brother's three cats. And the the poo part, like, I love the cats, but the poo part, oh, my God. Like, every time my eyes were watering, mm. I was heaving. <laughs> I was like, oh, I could not have a cat for this, this reason. They probably thought you had fur balls. <laughs> yeah. They're like, she's one of us. There's something about the smell of cat food for me that I did. It reminds me, when I used to go and visit my nan, there was a woman who lived <laughs> opposite her. Um, and she had loads of cats. 
Oh. And you would just walk, you'd walk by the doorway because it was a set of flat. Mm. And um, you'd just get this waft of cat food. You sure it wasn't cat way? <coughs> no, it was specifically cat food. Mm. I mean, maybe it was a mix. I don't know. But um, yeah, just uh, that smell, I've got it like burned into my brain That's somewhere. Why you should have as a tortoise. Their food just smells of leaf. Yeah, tortoise is great. <laughs> Strange, Leaf smell. really weird little creatures, but they're they're amazing on there. I love my tortoise. I love him. And he he's incredibly independent. He just doesn't oh care. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care about anything. Yeah. He's so like ballsy. He's incredibly bold, isn't he? He'll just climb over like the highest things, like you're gonna fall, and then he falls, and he's yeah. like, "Yep, okay, I want to do that again." But he he's got a big old shell. <laughs> he doesn't care. But he, but he always falls like straight on his face. He doesn't tuck his neck in. <laughs> falls right on his face. It's Do you crazy. think we would be better off if we had some kind of protection like that around us at all times? You know, we could just like tuck into a, a uh, big sh- Do we uh, need it? Shield. I don't know. I'm just about to say. Do you think we'd be better off for it? Isn't that what a car is? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, su- I suppose. A big box that we put ourselves in and move around. Yeah. I'm just thinking like. Um, yeah, like a shell. Do you think? Do you know, I think we would we would benefit in the world for having a big defence, and you could just like throw your arms and legs. No, in. <laughs> I think if a bird was trying to grab me every now and again, then yeah. But mm. I don't. I think we'd be easier to manoeuvre. You know, if someone did want to take you. Yeah. And you go inside your shell. They'll just pick you up. They just take the shell. Yeah. <laughs> Load you onto a van. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be worse. Imagine having to shower as well and clean inside the shell. Oof. Be a nightmare. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine if we had to uh, we had to deal with the same with predators in the same way that animals now have to like say a tortoise mm. it has to be aware of like big birds and eagles and stuff oh that pass God. can you imagine <laughs> if there were birds around that mm. were just like in the skies waiting to come and pick up a human and oh take God. them away I feel like that with the bloody hornets around here well, yeah, I, mean, I feel like I'm raced to my car every time. There's something else on there. <laughs> my tortoise, though, he like if you cast a shadow over him, or like you just walk past him, he's like, oh, like he goes into his shell. He's like, oh my god, what was that? It's a bird. I'm like, no, it's me, snock. That's just because of like the shadow. Yeah, that's millions of years <laughs> of evolution. Yeah, that have taught it to be able to do that thing. I want to get back to the cat, pet, the cat thing. Okay. Because I, I didn't explain why cats are attracted to me. Proceed. Like, <laughs> well, they just are, aren't they? <laughs> they are, really. For some reason, you are like Snow White with cats, honestly. It's really weird. Like, everywhere I've been, every house I've stayed in. So when I was my own house, there was a cat that used to come through my window. Mm. Like, I, I'd leave my window open. It would just come to my window and meow. I'm like, of all the houses on the street, why did you come to my window? So I used to just, this was my first experience with a cat, like, latching onto me. So I used, to just, I used to just open the window and it used to come in, crawl into my, because I was a dancer, I had a box of tights. It would crawl into my box of tights, stay there all day and then leave. Yeah. The same way it came in. And I would never touch it because I was like, oh God, I don't know, cats. <laughs> I couldn't know how to deal with cats. And um, <laughs> yeah, it just used to do that. It was so weird. I'd just leave the window open for it. 
What a great life. I'm just it's all so these cute. points I'm just imagining humans doing the same thing. Like, yeah. You, you Can go I up just to, come into your house. You go up to someone's window and just like knock excuse me. Uh that that box over there. Can I just get in there? <laughs> box looks just, nice. Just stay in there all day. <laughs> yeah. Like in the corner of a room by yeah. a fire or something. Well, I think it used to come at like seven thirty because the owners would would leave hmm. and um go to work and it must have been like one of those cats that just liked to be around people but yeah. they, they that family moved into that house so that's the cat came when they came uh. that's why but it came on halloween was the first time i saw it and i didn't know whose cat it was so i just called it pumpkin an apt it's name cute yeah my my <laughs> the family members were like don't feed the cat don't i don't want a cat don't feed the cat i was like i'm not gonna feed the cat i, di- I didn't feed it <laughs> i didn't feed it so not went, at all no, I think the first time it came, I did because it looked a bit skinny. Hmm. But I didn't have anything. I didn't have any like cat food. Right. Um, I don't know what I gave it now, tuna or something. I don't know. But I, I, I didn't after that. But it found out where my bedroom was because that was on my back door. It came. I think they have a. They must have a radar. I don't know. They, they can the sense cat. it all around. And then the next cat was at your house. Yeah. And I have quite a loud car. Like it was an, like an old vintage TCV. Hmm. So I'd come to your house and it'd be like, and this cat would appear every time. You're like, nyam, 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 nyam. <laughs> like that. Like I could hear it from like a mile away, like <laughs> running towards me. It would like sing down it's the like road. like an obsessive meow type voice. Yeah. You do. You One time it followed things. me into your house and you came downstairs. You'd be like, no. I was like, oh my God, so I didn't even see it. I know. I don't even know how that thing got in. It was just like it just followed me, it like snuck in. Unbelievable. It was that one, and then I, and then where I stayed in Tokyo, there was a cat there. there Same was. thing. I used to walk home and it'd follow me. I remember seeing like one. That. I always saw one in the window. Oh, in that, that, that one was not. Store. No, that wasn't a very nice cat. Oh. There was that one never came out, but it did always look at me, which was weird. But it, I think it was a house cat because it was really beautiful. It was like grey, and I think we spoke about that on this podcast do we I'm not sure or maybe at the original we did like two takes do you remember hmm oh yeah I spoke about it then okay um there was that cat and then here a kitten just arrived on the doorstep in the height of summer yeah that was weird and we we tried it, it was like I think it had a heat stroke well, but I think we tried to help it but it had been hiding in the engine away. of my old car hadn't it I think so yeah I think so. And then somehow it dropped out. I drove away to do something else and came back and there was a cat on the drive. Mm. A little kitten. Yeah. So there's that one. And um, that one unfortunately passed away. We mm. did try and help it and try to get some help for it. But um, it, I think it, it was too gone. It was really small and small. So it was intense here. It was like it's, it's hard enough for humans, never mind little creatures that can barely look after yeah. themselves. Yeah, and it wouldn't like, it couldn't <coughs> pick itself up. It was really like weak and everything. Yeah. Oh. Thing, but I gave it a little cuddle and like looked after it, and yeah, yeah. But anyway, and then more recently, I was just driving down the road, and a little kitten was in the road. And then I, I went and it like was nearly like falling down this hole, and I had to rescue it and do the whole thing. And then I got it into the home, and now it's a happy, happy little cat, yeah, in a Japanese home. So I've got what? to say that that's that that one was a case of. You being drawn to the cat rather than the cat. No, being drawn it wasn't. I'm sorry, Jack. I am. No, I'm not. I'm not standing for that. If you were driving <laughs> down the road, right, 
this kitten was run, like running across this road and there was a lorry, like lorries going past. Mm. What, who would leave it? No, no, um, that's not what I'm saying. What do you mean then? I'm saying cats are being drawn to you. You just said I was drawn to it that time. Yeah, you got out of the car. Yeah, but who wouldn't get out of the car is my point. Oh, um, But just what are the chances that it would be crossing in front of our car? Mm. Is what I mean. I, suppose, I mean, it was fortunate to have stopped in front of a car that would have stopped, let's say. Because mm. so it I'm wouldn't have stood much chance, for, um, would it? I'm just waiting for the spring. The spring cat. And the summer for all these new baby kittens to come into my life, as they often do. It's quite possible. But just imagine if it starts changing into something else. Like you start... Attracting bears. Attracting bears. <laughs> Please don't. Don't wish that on me. <laughs> I don't wish that on the pair of us. That is a lot of places that's in quite a lot of danger. Yeah, Jack complains about all these kittens and cats that get attracted to me, but... It could be worse, It could be it? worse. It could be a bear. Yeah, we're going to uh, have to buy you some bear bells and we just dangle them off everything that you own. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a cat recently? Somewhere recently. Um, there was, wasn't there? There's actually like, quite a few around here, I think. Was it like in a car park or something? Maybe. And this cat and you were like, get no. about. They just, they just get around, don't they? But They're they don't totally, go to you. I think they just know I don't like them very much. But I've never been a cat person. No, but you're a more attentive... Like, I'm an animal person, but I think you're more like... The, they can hear you going, oh, <laughs> from, like, miles away. They just pick up on that sort of, like, squish face. Like, I'm sorry. Ah. Do you want me to get that picture of you holding the kitten or... Are you gonna find it? Yeah. Once once they're in my they're in my uh, <laughs> Oh my god, the backlash I had for small. picking up this kitten from the road. Yeah. Well it's because there not, wasn't not from like a whole group of people. There was no backstory to it at the time. And so it was just like, Oh, she's got a cat <laughs> <laughs> She's got another bloody cat. She's got another um and more more to the point, in Japan there's just like they just don't really care about cats very much, do they? They don't no, really... Um, the, the they don't dogs, have homes or anything. No, like, the dogs don't go inside, generally. Yeah. Like, animals don't really go inside the house. Like, if, I think if you found a puppy, it would be, like, you, there would be somewhere to take it, but for cats, they just they just don't. Like, in Tokyo, they're not generally not allowed animals in their apartments. That's why they have cat cafes and dog cafes. Mm. And even hedgehog cafes now, so you can go and sit with the animals because they don't allow you to have pets in most apartments. I think it's probably changed a bit now. Um, yeah, the majority, though, you're right, they, they, they don't allow them to. Yeah, uh, and that's the why they also have really small dogs because their houses in Tokyo especially tend to be very small. Yeah. Like the apartments that they, are, they do allow animals, they tend to be very small, so that's why they have these like tiny little teacup dogs and things. And um, <laughs> you just imagine showing someone around your Tokyo apartment, and you're like, "And here's the bedroom, and there's the Labrador, and that's the apartment." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no space for anything yeah. else. It's like, where's your bed uh, under the Labrador? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's so funny. Yeah, that is like that though. So um, I don't even know what point I was making. Oh, and round here, like. Some people have their animals inside, but there are a few that their dogs are always outside, from yeah, what I've seen. That's true. It's kind of sad, but... How did you find the experience of a, a dog cafe, by the way? 
Because um, so we went to one. Yeah, we went to last one. year sometime. Didn't we? Or time yeah. the year before, let's say. So we've been here, like we first visited Japan four years ago, and we've been here like three years. Like living here, but we had avoided them before. Mm. We just never went. Um, but there was one particular day. I don't know if I'd seen someone do it recently or something. I was like, maybe we should just try it. But it was rubbish. It wasn't. It wasn't. I thought it would be really good. No, it was crap. Because everyone likes seeing the dog. Everyone likes petting the dog, and yeah. dogs make people happy. But and it was a rip off. It was an absolute. Rip I, just, off. I just found it really annoying. It's like yeah, it's like say like fifteen dollars or something for mm. an hour, and then every ten minutes after that, it's like a hundred yen yes. or something like that. If you go over the hour. Mm. So you go in and you get a free cup of coffee, which is just some crappy, like, <laughs> <laughs> coffee out of a machine. This is the one we went to. Yeah. I know some are different. They have, like, a menu and you, you require to order food. Is mm. that, that's, like, the thing. Yeah. But even if you order food, you have to pay to go in for the hour. So it's, it's very expensive. And you go in and there's, like... There's like 30 people in there and like 10 dogs mm. and then they're all running around or they're just sleeping. They don't want to be disturbed. They no. get petted all day by loads of random people. You could tell that they were sick of it, couldn't you? Yeah, you I think I petted a dog for like 30 seconds. I was like, I just paid $15 to pet a dog for 30 seconds. That yeah. is ridiculous. Same. I think I, I remember a, finding one. Coffee. There was this little wardrobe thing. With loads of all like bookshelf um, sections in it, and there was one dog in there, a small little thing. I think it was black, and that was the only real contact I had with the dog because people got <laughs> they got very like territorial over them yeah. too. They would have them in their possession and they would distract them so much that the dog just had nowhere else to go but what was right ahead yeah, of with it. That person, yeah. Um, so we walked in and we were just like. Oh, here, doggy, doggy. <laughs> yeah, trying to get a dog off someone else. Like, and they mmm. didn't care. No, less. they didn't care. And uh, they did not care. They were like, "I'm so sick of this." They were over socialised, don't they? Absolutely. Just like they were people. tired, and so, and then you know, occasionally they'd take a dog away and bring another one out. Yeah. So they'd like swap the dogs. So obviously they weren't there all the time. And don't get me wrong, the place is spotless. And if a dog did oh, a poo or a wee or anything, it's cleaned up right away and, and it didn't smell either i thought it, it didn't smell, smell no that was pretty good but i just don't like them no not great i think the idea of a hedgehog cafe is interesting i'm not really entirely sure what you do you just have these little things running yeah. around on the tables or something so cute like i walked past one before and this girl just was literally just holding this hedgehog in her hand yeah it was really cute oh it was so adorable like i, quite, but like, I like the idea of having a drink like a, a coffee or something, mm. and they're just having hedgehogs <laughs> going yeah. around. I don't think they just roam around on the table. Uh, I think okay. you have to hold have them. Have to hold them, like in towels Yeah, like something. somebody comes and gives it you. Uh. But there's... I've seen the rabbit cafes. They're like you sit on the floor, mm. and there's like a little... You have your tea and coffee and everything. The rabbits just jump around you. That sounds, sounds, sounds quite cute, nice. yeah, but... Even so, I, I think know. after the experience of the dog cafe, I'm not sure I would go back to one. I wouldn't either, because... Even though I think they treat the dogs well, like they they look like they're fine. They don't look, you know, their coats are always spotless. They smell great. The place smells great. I don't know if that is healthy for a dog. It's, I mean, it's certainly not like, uh, it's certainly not a domestic environment, is it really? No. It's not the and same. then how often do they get walked? Do they get walked once a day? 
who even knows if you get walked? We don't know, do you? Yeah. Maybe their their exercise around that little area is they think that's enough. Mm. I know little dogs they don't need half as much. But even so, you need to be outside. I've seen actually a cat cafe in America. Like um someone put it on YouTube or something. And it's a charity. So mm. the cats are like stray cats or like people have brought them in. They don't they're homeless, like <laughs> homeless cats. <laughs> stray cats. Yeah. Um and people come and buy a coffee or whatever and it pays for the cat's care. Right. So that I like. That's nice. Yeah, and it's not like oh, too. it's on a timer or No. You know, you just go in there, you have a coffee, read a book and there's like cats and they have like um you know that like they can walk around on the little tree. Like they uh, have like yeah. trees in the cafe. It looks really nice. Like a like a jungle gym thing. Yeah, for a cat. and then you know like obviously the staff are getting paid, but it's a charity, so it's not True. You know, it's for the cat the care of the cat. So it's it's like a like a dog shelter, a cat shelter, but with a cafe. That's a good idea. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. But like the ones where it's just like they're just making so much money and it's you've bred the dogs to look cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a like weird it. element there, isn't there? Somewhere it's, mm. it's a bit hard to get there's around. There's one as well in Asakusa. Yeah. On that main street, and there's a girl always outside holding owl. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I've never, I wouldn't in. go in there. That's an owl cafe. I don't. I know it's like all animals. Uh, like on the poster, they've got all different animals. <laughs> what would be the worst kind of cafe? Like a lion like a cafe. cafe. <laughs> Cafe. <laughs> just wild lions. <laughs> You're just having a cup of tea. Lions like, yeah. <laughs> like right next to you. Like uh, defend yourself, or a spider cafe or something. Ooh, yeah. There's people who would like that. Of course there is, but how popular is it going to be? It's not going to be like a puppy cafe, is it? Uh, what else would be terrible? Spider cafe. Um, Something that poos a lot. Rat cafe. Like a bird cafe. <laughs> just full of rats everywhere. Ooh. It would just never pass an inspection. Inspection. Um, Imagine being at like a hamster cafe. Bat cafe. Uh, that would stink. I know. Why do bats smell so much? Well, fruit bats. I don't know. I, I reckon because you know they they hang upside down all the time. Mm. And so when they poop, it probably goes all over them as well at the same time. So you just got this constant musk no, of they like don't poo on themselves. I don't know. They probably just fly down and poo on the ground and fly back up. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't, maybe they just release a, a, a batty pheromone that just smells, <laughs> <laughs> smells terrible. Uh, you know, when you go into the bat the bat sanctuary bit mm. and you go in there, like the section with all the bats in, you can't see a bloody thing. Like they turn all the <laughs> lights off the light and you're like, literally there could be no bats in here and that'd be fine. Yeah, the fruit bat and you just And like, they just like flap over you like when you walk in. I reckon there's no bats in there. They just, they've got little that like... Animatronic things or things <laughs> things on string that they're just flinging around. They could around. just do that. It's yeah. just a dark room. <laughs> so stupid. They're quite. I don't like those rooms. They make me feel very uncomfortable. No. I just imagine that one of those things swooping down onto your head or something. Mm. Um, I like before when we've seen a butterfly. What would you call it? What would you call a butterfly? Uh, it has a name, like a botanical garden or something. Something varium, that's as they tend to be. A butterflyarium. 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 <laughs> butterflyarium. Yeah. Sounds like We've a Pokemon. We've been in one of those before and that was quite nice because you just get random butterflies landing on your shoulder and your head and stuff. I don't remember that. That was pretty cool. Um, 
And butterflies don't make any sound either. They're just very peaceful mm. <laughs> and colourful too. There's an aquarium uh, in Fukushima, mm. and that's quite cool. And the in, you know the inside bit, it's shaped like a big whale, isn't it? Yeah, so there's like a glass um, triangle tube you can go through, and it's obviously all clear, and you can see uh, rays and fish and. It's cool, knows cool. what swimming around. There's always like a guy in there cleaning the tank. Yeah, yeah. So that's a really cool place. Actually, I like. But that. I wasn't on about that bit. There's a bit that you go through. It's really tropical. It's really warm. Oh yeah. And there's loads of like little tiny little creatures, and you could spend hours just in this one little section. There's, there's like loads of little rock pools, but they little have tiny crabs and stuff all over the. Yeah, <laughs> and you can see them like, and there's yeah. those crabs with like one big arm. Oh, yeah. What the heck happened there? They look like boxers, evolution. They? Yeah, they look like they've just constantly been doing their right arm to box Work and just their left arm is just, like, completely limp. Oh, the worst, though, are those, um, the spider crabs, the giant Japanese oh, spider crabs. Oh, don't get me started. They are just... I, I don't know how they came about, but they should never have come about. They're oh. just terrible. They're like... Imagine a spider the size of... I don't know, what would you say? They're about... Can we compare it to a kangaroo? <laughs> a kangaroo. <laughs> to half a kangaroo. It's like the size... It's bigger than your head. Oh, it's way bigger than my head. The crab body. It's, it's like a foot long. They're even bigger than that? No, the head. Oh, the head. The head's the a foot long. The diameter. Yeah. It's about a foot. Yeah. Right? Exactly. You've got a big like crab flying saucer head. And the legs, they're the legs so long are, and spiny. and I'd say the legs are like three feet long. Yeah, they're enormous. And they just stand there. Just type in spider crab. Yeah. Thank us later. Ja- specifically Japanese ones, because I think they are the largest in the species of those in the world. This particular aquarium, they've just got freaking hundreds of them in the thing. There, m- there must be like, what would I say, 25 of them in this uh, one no, thing? No, more than that. With spider I'd say crabs. about 60, yeah. Okay, there's a lot of spider and crabs. And they just, like, crawl over each other. Oh, it's so gross. Well, they move incredibly slowly, if they move at all, but if not, they just stand there perched. How can we always end up talking about sea creatures? Because animals are fascinating things. I don't think we meant to, but we've literally spent the entire episode talking about animals. That wasn't intentional. I just happened to find the thing about the sheep, and we just went off on this whole animal path mm. into the wild. Wagon wheel sheep. <laughs> Wagon wheel sheep. <laughs> I, I wish that, that was, was your first thought. I wish that was true. You just you go out your house and you just see sheep wheeling up down the road. I would love a wagon wheel right now. A wagon wheel? I would like... An actual wagon wheel. Oh, I can't stop talking about s- snacks now. It's so hungry. Can't be tempted. Want some chocolate? Oh, You've got no. chocolate in the fridge. I do. Oh, <laughs> 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 Okay. Um, we hope you have enjoyed episode 31. Yes. As much as we did. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like sarcasm. I actually enjoyed it. it was, you know. Um, <laughs> you just like waffling, don't you? Yeah. Like the waffle. The waffle. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also Podbean. That's where we host our weird life from. Uh, also, we have a Twitter page, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at Our Weird Life Pod, and we release new episodes every Sunday. 
So, yeah, if you enjoy it, spread the word, share us around, be a good citizen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jodie, do you have any revelatory comments of the week? My revelatory comment is to, you should get a haircut. Because <laughs> <laughs> you look ridiculous. No, not, not you, personally. Mm. But, you know, sometimes that we are looking for things to change in our life or mm. we want a new, like, spruce ourselves up or, like, better ourselves in some way, you should start with a haircut because if you feel like a different person or, like, hair change, change hair colour or something, because if you feel like that, you know, like a different person, mm. you feel good. Like, you feel a bit meh today, right? I do. And I told you, oh, I'm going to cut your hair later. Yeah. And let me tell you now, after I've cut your hair, I bet you any money will be bouncing off the walls. Feeling a million dollars. You'll be like, wow, I can't <laughs> wait for this week to start. <laughs> With my new hair. With your new hair. And I bought, like, some hair extensions, and I put them in, and I was like, oh, my God, I was like, I felt like a princess. You were swishing it all over the place, weren't you? Only, like, clipping ones, but, yeah, until my hair actually grows. Some uh, sound advice there. Get a haircut, yeah. change the colour, change the way it looks, and you're going to feel great. It's a good place to start, I think. Yeah. Gives is. you a bit of boost, confidence boost. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I'm fabulous. <laughs> I can get on with my week now. <laughs> get that distraction out of the way. There you go. Be fabulous. Get a haircut. <laughs> Have a good week. Yeah. We will see you next week with a brand new episode. Goodbye. Goodbye.